0: welcome to the living with purpose podcast i'm your host Simone denny and i'm here to share with you how to live your purpose how to be more intentional in life and how to get the results you desire while enjoying the journey along the way i coach people around the world on how to find and express their unique blueprint in the world join me and my special guests for inspiring stories practical wisdom, and life reminders for a more fulfilling and joyful life. Hello and welcome to today's show. It's always such an honor and delight to have you tuning in from wherever you are around the world today. It has been a really big week for me this past week because the doors have opened to Living With Purpose, which is my signature program, a 10-week group coaching program where I take women on a journey from feeling a bit stuck or stagnant or like they're sitting on the edge of their potential but are not sure what that next move is and I help them to really step into who they're here to be I get them to move through some of the obstacles that are holding them back to really step into their potential and to enable them to have that impact that income and that inspiration that they desire and when they can step into this place they remember who it is they're here to be their light comes back on and they feel that enthusiasm and joy and that spark for living again so So it's a super uh, deep but insightful and inspiring program that is actually the last time I'm going to be running that this year. So if you are on the fence, make sure you jump in. I only take a small group of women because this is a really potent experience um, and there is an incredible community aspect to it, which um, is one of my favorite parts of running the course. So if you want to find out more, you can jump onto my website or just send me a message at Simone, at me, and I'll give you all the information or we can jump on a call. But what's beautiful about today is that I am inviting in one of my alumni students and a very special student of mine called Emily Brewer, who is an emotional wellness coach. And Emily has worked with me a couple of years ago, but has stayed working in the hatchery, which is our beautiful membership of women who are continuing to hatch new ideas and continue on the personal development train of keeping each other accountable and helping each other rise. So Emily is an emotional wellness coach, and she helps people join the dots between their physical and mental presentations and the underlying emotions which may be causing them. And she guides them to process and release these stored emotions in a healthy way so that they can become their most vital and vibrant versions of themselves. Who doesn't want to have more of that in their life? So this is really, really powerful work, you guys. It's actually something that Emily has shared with the group. And I know uh, it really has a deep impact on how we experience the world. So she's trained as a release process facilitator and she assists people in tuning into their body so that they can become aware of the feedback that their bodies are always sending them. She's a mum of three boys and believes that the health of the family begins with women and mothers and that their energy directly influences the well-being of those around them. She's passionate about empowering women to be proactive about their health and well-being before they're presented with challenging health concerns. So this is an incredible form of preventative health medicine in a way that you can actually um, learn to do in in a very practical way. So I'm really delighted to have Emily, please tune in, she's got some really great little insights and tips for you today and she also shares her journey that she's been on to really find her purpose. So without further ado, I welcome Emily Brewer. Hello Emily and welcome to the show today it's so wonderful to have you here I just wanted to start with this question of being an emotional wellness coach okay so not everybody probably has heard of an emotional wellness coach or even knows what an emotional coach is or whether they need one so can you share a little bit about what it means to be an emotional wellness coach?
1: Oh, hi, Simon. Thanks so much for having me along. Um, yeah, so as an emotional wellness coach, I get my clients to see that their physical body is really a manifestation of what's going on for them emotionally. Um, so my job is to really join the dots of their physical and mental um. Presentations and get them to see what might be the underlying emotions that are causing those physical presentations. Then we work through processing and releasing these stored emotions through a verbal dialogue technique. And that's basically where we revisit past events in their lives and have them speak to those events and really feel in their body and express out loud verbally as well as physically anything that they might be feeling Mm. Um, I think a lot of people are scared about what they feel and these days we're sort of we live in such um, a fortunate place often that we can have emotions around oh, I shouldn't feel like this because I'm so lucky and I have a house or I have this or I have that. But actually what we feel inside of us is is deeply what's in us and there's nothing wrong or right about that and we should never deny what our feelings are. So it's really just encouraging people to express what's inside themselves that hasn't ever been um, expressed before.
0: Mm, wow I love that and I guess for a lot of us we learned that we need to not feel things um, or not it wasn't you know maybe socially accepted to feel things or as children we were trying to not make a big fuss or the, we don't you know and maybe as women we don't want to show big anger or rage um, so I guess it sounds like it's more also kind of relearning how to feel and express our emotions as well.
1: Yeah, so when we come into this world as babies, we have no problem at crying when we're cold or when we're hungry or when we need a cuddle. But as we grow up, we're given messages like it's not okay to cry and it's not okay to have a tantrum and scream and toss things around when you're not happy. And so, and often we're not modeled Um, how to express our emotions and so consequently we get we store these feelings inside of us and we never express them and when we constantly do that we're often weakening um, a part of our physical body and if we continue to do that for long enough then we're going to weaken that Part of our body so much that it's likely that we'll present with some kind of illness or mm-hmm. disease.
0: Oh yeah, so so interesting. So essentially, if we don't find a healthy outlet for some of these emotions and feelings that used to come very naturally to us, and and as we see in children, they they just come out easily. If we internalise them, they will manifest in some way, physically or otherwise, um, in our lives. Yeah. Interesting. So I know that you haven't always been doing this work in, as an emotional release coach. You've had, um, you know, other chapters before this. And when we met and you were coming on to the Living With Purpose program, you were a busy mum of three kids and you also are an architect. Can you just share how you made that pivot from, uh, you know, I know you've always had a huge Passion for health and um, and this mind body connection. So, can you just share a little bit about how you made that pivot into becoming an emotional wellness coach? Because I know there's a lot of people out there who are <clears throat> doing one thing but feeling a calling to do something else and are unsure about how to make that step or take take a different path, knowing you know what they're passionate about. But how do you actually turn that into something that is uh, you
1: know a new path? So yeah, so my kind of, I've always been interested in health, but it sort of um, really started to become important to me when my son um, was born and he was born at, at six weeks old. He had terrible eczema all over his body and I took him to the doctor and she prescribed some um, steroid cream and that just sort of didn't sit well with me. And fortunately we got to see a holistic pediatrician and she really started got me on my journey to see that we really need to consider everything that we put in on or around our bodies and then as um, he got a little bit older I um, did a parenting course and the parenting course was um, the work of Dr Gordon Newfeld and Dr Gabel Mate who um, are two people that work a lot with emotions and um, their Teachings is is all around an emotional base and um, covering the fundamentals that children need, which is the need for authenticity and the need for attachment. Mm -hmm. So I did that course. And then I I was pretty shocked in 2019 when um, a holistic nutritionist that I follow um, was diagnosed with cancer. And um, she was 35, and she ate very healthily, and she um, she exercised, and she did all the right things. And sadly, she went on to pass away from breast, um, breast cancer, which had metastasized. And um, I, I guess it got me thinking, there must be something else going on here. For someone to eat so well and look after their body so well, you know, what, what else might be going on? And a little bit later, I read um, the book by um, Dr. Kelly Turner called Radical Remission, and it talks about the nine key factors that um, cancer patients who have had a spontaneous remission of their cancer, the nine key factors that they um change in their lives and one of those factors was um, releasing suppressed emotions in fact actually seven of the nine factors are emotional and spiritual factors so that was really interesting to me and then I came across a woman who was teaching psychosomatic work and she was talking about um, how our emotions can um, be stored in our scars and things. And she did a post about C-sections and how we store a lot of emotion in our C-sections, scars. And I was like, oh, wow, you know, I've had three C-sections. This maybe this is something that applies to me. So then I was doing your course, Simon, and we came to the section where it was um, who inspires you. And I wrote down this uh, woman, Jin, um, and we had to write down what, uh, who inspires us, why they need to know us, why we need to know them, and what we're going to do about it. And so I, I wrote down that she inspired me and that I would love to know more about what she does and that I was going to email her. So I sent her an email. She sent me one back. We ended up having an hour-long conversation, which led to her suggesting that I joined her course, and so I guess, really, it was you, Simone, that got me to look back and pick up all the little breadcrumbs and join all the dots and put it all together. And obviously, there had been something in the mind-body connection that had really started to fascinate me. And when I put it out there to the world, um, this invitation to join Jin's course appeared and I guess I haven't looked back
0: (laughs) I love that story Emily it's so it's so great and it's it is it is as you say it's kind of connecting all the dots and really looking at what is it that you naturally gravitate what's been your own story and experience as with your son um, and then what is it that you're you're reading about devouring really fascinated by um, and then taking the action in that direction which has led you to become this emotional release coach um, which I know that you're really incredible at so we talked a little bit about um, kind of how if we don't release emotions they can physically manifest in our body and um, the example you were just um, giving then but how also can they show up if uh, kind of if not physically but just as kind of behaviorally if we don't release these emotions what is what is the cost of um, not releasing our emotions in a healthy way
1: yeah so when um when we have these little events um and you know they don't even have to be massive events it doesn't have to be someone dying or it doesn't have to be sexual abuse it can be just being shamed or embarrassed or um being treated poorly at work. And every time we have a little bit of trauma, mm. we kind of, we sort of come inward a bit more and hunch over and tighten our bodies a bit. And this all leads to <clears throat> draining our energy. You know, it, um, when we hold on to these emotions, it actually requires a lot of energy to store them. And having a tense body all the time is actually pretty tiring. Um, it can lead to burnout. It can lead to an emotional balance, imbalance. And yeah, like we said, eventually can present with debilitating um, health conditions. Um, I guess the, yeah, the main thing is that we dim a little bit more of our light every time we hold on to something. And when we let these things go, we can just become a little bit lighter each time, a little bit freer, a little bit more flexible, a little bit more able to deal with everything that life throws at us.
0: Mm. Yeah. And just before we started this conversation, you and I were having a chat about resentment. And, you know, that is something that I think when we talk about holding on, that is something that a lot of people they don't even realise they're holding on to that. Is there anything you want to share about that as emotion where maybe you've seen that show up in some of your work?
1: Yeah, I mean, I've seen um, seen quite a bit of resentment. Resentment presents often around the heart chakra. That's where we hold on to it. And um, I've seen I've seen a number of um, clients now that have resentment over um not being allowed to have another child and um so yeah I mean you could you wouldn't ordinarily associate that with being a kind of trauma or something that you might be holding emotion over but um I guess yeah the emotional work is all about expressing what is our true desires and we should never feel bad for what it is that we truly desire and when we're not able to have what we want we need to be able to express it in a healthy way so that we don't hold on to that resentment Mm. Um, and yeah be able to communicate with our partners and whoever else our family about yeah how we're actually feeling and so that we can yeah help Mm. unload some of those things
0: Mm, yeah, so so I think people are probably wondering now, like what what is emotional release, and 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 kind of how do how do we do that? I know that uh, you know this is something that we want to do with somebody who is is trained like yourself, who can really help us see some of these um, shadows or these blind spots that we don't even realize we're holding on to. But for people who are listening today, and and they're kind of thinking, well, I I do have some things that sometimes. I, you know, have tucked away from, you know, little mini traumas or big traumas um, from my past. What, what is emotional release, and how can we just practice some of the things to learn how to manage or release our emotions in a healthy way?
1: So, yeah, emotional release. Um, the technique that I use is a verbal dialogue technique, and we basically go back to past events in your life and. We talk to a person or a thing or a group of people. Um, you know, there's probably a lot of um, emotions stored around at the moment over something like COVID. And so we might actually talk to the collective to, or to the virus and how it's disrupted our lives. So we basically we close our eyes down and we express out loud verbally and physically if we need to anything that we feel and so we might raise our voices there might be crying there might be screaming um, more often than not it's just it's just saying the words that we've never said mm-hmm. and there's something very powerful about say actually expressing out loud these things because we have um, we have these thoughts running around in our head all the time but unless we actually say these things that's where they stay trapped in in our mind and in our body so we talk to um, a situation and express everything that there is to say and because the person or the thing is not there in front of us we're not actually harming anybody so we can say whatever it is they need to say and then Um, then I get them to be the other person or imagine they're the other person and have them speak back to themselves Mm. and say all the things that they needed to hear from that other person. That might be things like, I'm sorry, um, I love you or whatever it is that they need to hear. And once they've done that, we do a little bit of inner child work, which is basically giving um, your yourself of today giving your younger self support during that time or that event um, giving them the support that, that perhaps they didn't get from those people around them so um, so yeah it's a verbal dialogue technique um, it, it can be what, what I do in my sessions is train people so that they're able to do this for themselves because obviously life is going to keep throwing us Events to deal with, they will never go away, but if we have these um, techniques, then we can hopefully keep our emotional cups nice and low, and so that we can um, deal with them and process them. Um, but one way to get started, if anyone's interested, is um, called the scream release, and the scream release is basically trying to access any um, anger that we might have stored inside ourselves. And it's super common to have repressed anger because anger is such an emotion that we're pretty uncomfortable with um, in our societies. Um, I guess we always, when we think of anger, we sort of um, jump to the very externalized forms of anger, like violence and shouting and aggression. Um, Whereas actually, Anger that's externalized healthily can be, um, can be so good. It can be like firm boundary setting. It can be assertiveness. Um, so, yeah, so lots of us have got some um, suppressed anger. And one of the best ways to try and get that out is screaming, um, which is something that probably none of us really do. And so I just suggest people get in the car and go for a drive turn the music up lo- n- uh, nice and loud and just let it all out and scream and it's amazing the number of people that can't actually get a scream out it's just not there and that often indicates yeah that anger is so tucked away inside them that they just can't even access it mm-hmm. um and it t- might take trying every day for three weeks before they can get a bit of a scream out um I think a lot of people have a bit of an inversion to screaming like I said because anger is so um yes got such negative connotations but it's such a healthy emotion it's what um it's it can be if when it's used in a healthy way it could be so transformational and it's what um what drives us and what shows us what we're really passionate about and what we want to stand up for and what we believe in mm, so so
0: great and yeah I've I've used the emotional the scream the healthy scream quite a few times since learning that from you I know you shared that with our group and it's it's such a good tool to use and I think it's also a really good topic to talk about just the uh, healthy anger because a lot of us are afraid to show anger a lot of us want to avoid conflict um, some of our experiences have been around anger have been quite frightening if they've come from other people so a lot of this does get tucked away and I think it's a really great um, lesson for us all to learn that there is a healthy way to use this and it does actually enable us to stand more in our power so if we are not expressing our anger emily how might that show up physically in our body um it's
1: yeah there's a number of ways that anger can show up the um the organ of anger is um the liver and so you might um have some problems with your liver you might have liver markers that are not quite where they should be. Um, the liver's active time, according to the Chinese, um, Chinese clock, organ clock, is between 1 and 3 a.m. So if you find that you're waking up between 1 a.m. or 3 and 3 a.m., that might be because you've got some anger tucked away in your liver. Anger also manifests um often in skin conditions um, like acne and rashes mm-hmm. um, and sort of more extreme cases like boils um, where, where there's, it's expressing, I mean, if you imagine like a volcano, it's like it erupts and it's really angry. Well, anybody that has acne, it's like these mini little bits of emotion that are erupting out of their skin because it's sort of been contained in them for so long. That's actually something that um, I used to experience and um, so I used to have quite bad cystic acne around my jawline and um, my diet kept it pretty well under control but it never really went away and it used to really annoy me. And it wasn't till I started this emotional release work that actually my skin just all cleared up. And it's not that I probably will never have another pimple in my life. I will, but that's kind of like if you like my weak spot, my my kind of barometer of when, oh, maybe, you know, if I get one, maybe there's something going on for me there and I need to look at maybe what I'm storing at the moment. Mm, I'm, not so interesting.
0: I'm sure that a lot of people listening are thinking about their own ailments or skin issues or all kinds of things going, what does this mean? It's so, so fascinating. Um, so how, how do we, uh, what are some of the benefits of expressing our emotions in a healthy way? Obviously we've talked about quite a few in terms of, um, you know, our making sure they don't manifest into a disease. Is there other things you've just mentioned, your skin? What are some of the other benefits of doing these emotional release practices?
1: Um, I'd say some of the main ones are that we just feel a lot calmer. We feel more confident because with every, I think I said before, with every bit of trauma that we release, it's like our body can relax a bit more and we can let go of a bit more tension. We can, you know, we can drop our shoulders. We can. You know, we can sink down into our body and just really feel our body and tune into those um, messages that it's constantly sending us. If we're all tense and tight and too much in our head, we're not hearing what it is that our body's um, feeding back to us. Um, We're less affected by situations. I mean, unfortunately, adverse things are going to keep happening to us in our lives, um, but it's how we deal with them. And if we are dealing with them with a full emotional cup, we haven't really got that capacity to absorb anymore. But if we've released a whole lot of emotion and something difficult comes along, we've got the ability to absorb a bit more pressure and deal with it and we were able to see the situation for what it is and not get so caught up and um, bound up in the, in the stress and tension of it. We're able to see situations from a much more neutral position. Um, and then probably one of the things that I always find the most fascinating is how, when we work on ourselves and shift energy of ourselves, it affects those, the energy of those around us. And um, I've seen this personally, and I've noticed it a lot with my clients and people that I know. And yeah, it's just, I think, particularly for mums, I think so much of, um, so much of the energy of the family and the dynamic comes from the mother and if she is in a calm and stable position, that will flow onto her children and that will flow into her children and they will be calm and neutral. I think a lot of times, mums obviously want to do the best for their children. And so they will race out and take their, you know, if the child's got a problem, maybe they're super anxious or they've got some ADHD or they can't concentrate or whatever it is. the mother will rush out and get help for them and forget that actually the most important thing that they can do is um, reflect that mirror back to themselves, look inside themselves and see what it is that they could perhaps release, which would then have the knock-on effect to their children. Um, The other advantage is that it's much easier for us to be in the presence of people that previously triggered us because there are some people that we're just not going to be able to avoid in life. Perhaps it's your boss, perhaps it's your mum or your dad or your partner. Um, and when, we, when we've when we released a lot of emotion, we're able to be in the presence of that those people and we won't suddenly jump to it jump to it affecting us we can just stand back and really have a little bit of space with our reaction and and just get curious and notice what we're feeling and then decide is this about me or is this about them um yeah
0: yeah so you've really got that ability to zoom out and have perspective and manage that space between the stimulus and the response once you have navigated your own emotional emotions and, and hopefully released some of the tension around that yeah some some beautiful benefits in there and yeah I, I'm yeah really keen to to keep practicing this work on myself as well I know I've done some work with you which I really really loved so is there some um yeah any any Thing that you've really noticed in yourself that has changed from your own work around emotional release and how this has worked for you or maybe even for a client that you've worked with on a specific um, physical, mental uh, capacity?
1: I think I'd say the biggest thing for me is just a much greater overall compassion and empathy. I think when you, um, when you dig deep and you go into this you're able to look at situations and and really have compassion and understanding of why somebody may be reacting the way they are and I guess if we all had a bit more compassion a bit more empathy for each other I think the world would probably be a lot better place um so that would be my my big level the things that I've noticed um my skin would be another big one um and then I always got um on and off this kind of tight left hip and it would come and go it was not um caused by anything specific and I would notice that like it could be there and then it could be gone and so definitely for me it had a huge emotional component and our hips um, fall in our sacral chakra and sacral chakras all, all to do with relationships that's relationships with your partner your parents your children with money um and so i did lots of releases around um those kind of things and i don't really have any um hip pain anymore um yeah so it's
0: Amazing.
1: Do emotional release instead of getting a hip replacement (laughs) in the future.
0: I love it. So good. So many, so many beautiful benefits. So I just want to um, change course a little bit now, Emily, because I know and the people listening to you really know that you are living in alignment with your purpose in terms of finding uh, this thing that really lights you up and being able to share that gift with others and to see the impact that you have on others and how they're Um, how the knock-on effect uh, happens within their lives it's really really beautiful and that's kind of all the all about how we live our purpose and we get to be of service in that way so how has knowing your purpose helped you navigate stepping into your own business and also some of those uh, important aspects of your personal life because I know you've uh, you know you've had in the last year or so you've done some really interesting things with your family as well
1: yeah, I guess my, um, my biggest takeaway from your course is that actually, we're not actually, um, time is not indefinite. We're not on this earth forever. Mm. There's no point wasting time doing something if you don't really love it. And if there's something that you do really want to be doing, get on and do it now. Because, you know, if you don't, you might not get the chance to do it. And so when you get really clear on your values and your purpose it becomes much easier to step into those things that you want to be doing. Um, So I had the idea a couple of years ago of um, taking a term off and spending it um, at the beach. And I I always look back and wonder, would I have had the courage to do that if I hadn't have done your course, if I hadn't really truly identified those things that were really important for me? Um, and, yeah, I think your course definitely gives people the nudge to, you know, really highlight, well, what is important? If, if this is important, why aren't I doing it? And if I don't like this, why don't I just stop doing it? Or if I don't, you know, if I don't feel energized by being around these people, I don't need to be around them. I can choose other people to be around. Um, yeah, I think we're so spoiled... For choice in our lives that it can be sort of a bit overwhelming I mean we sort of live in an age that we can do anything that we choose to do and but it's really getting clear that we don't have the time to do everything so what is it that we specifically want to do? Mm. I love that and yeah what are we specifically here to do
0: as well and I, I can really see that you're living your life in that way Emily which is so beautiful so there might be some people listening who are feeling inspired by you sharing your story and maybe they're feeling at a bit of a crossroads in their own lives is there any words of advice that you would give in terms of um, what next steps they could
1: take well, my absolute number one advice is always do some <laughs> living with purpose course um it was just such a fantastic course um Uh, not only the course but for the people that I met Um, I think there are a lot of courses that you can do where um, you can just be online and take the information in and actually not do anything with it Um, but Simone's is a really practical course she's there behind you driving you to actually take action and put put the things that you want to do into action and yeah I think it's it's incredible. Mm, thank you May. it's such a joy and our yeah our community we're so
0: lucky continues on um, and we have this kind of growing group of women just like you living their purpose sharing their knowledge with the world which is so so rewarding so just to close out is there any other wisdom I know that people probably have a lot of questions about emotional release and about their physical bodies is there anything else that you want to share with listeners today just about your journey or emotional release or anything else that we haven't covered today
1: um a saying that used to always annoy me was put your um put your own oxygen and mask on first and I was like oh yeah whatever but um I think I think it is really important when it comes to this kind of stuff when we look after ourselves we're much in a much better place to look after those around us and we're much enjoy more enjoyable to be around um, so yeah i'd really encourage everyone to just take a look inside and see what what's in there that might that you might need to release um, you know we've all by the time we're you know 30 40 We've all had lots of life experiences and there's bound to be something in there that you're holding on to. Another thing which I guess um, probably is heightened at the moment with what's going on in the world with COVID is that I remember Nathan Wallace explaining that our emotional brain and our prefrontal cortex are like on scales. And when our emotional brain is really overactivated and high, it can't possibly, um, there's not enough energy for the prefrontal cortex to work. And so we're not going to learn. And more specifically, our children aren't going to learn. So if they're constantly anxious and worried and fearful, they're not going to be able to do the things that the prefrontal cortex needs to do. So what we need to do is bring our emotional state down so that then our prefrontal cortex can go up and do the learning. And I think that's really important for us as mothers as well because we can't do the functioning, we can't remember what we need to remember or do the task we need to do if we're in a constantly, um, we're constantly in our emotional brain. And so, yeah, really, really trying to deactivate our emotional brain so that then we it just makes living more easier.
0: Mm, beautiful. So great, Emily. And yeah, I, I'm really hearing that from you is this importance of making yourself a priority making your emotional well-being a priority so often we are giving so much to other people in different ways but if we're not in alignment in ourselves or as you say we haven't got our emotional cup in the right place then that's going to impact everybody around us. So, yeah, and we want to be in that prefrontal cortex where we're, we're thinking bigger and have perspective and have that ability to respond differently. So, that's a beautiful way to end our talk today. So, just before we close out, Emily, I know people will want to know where they can find you and find out more about your work. Where can we find you?
1: Um, so, I'm on Instagram, I'm um, the wholesome wave. And yeah, you can send me a message or Follow me on
0: Instagram if you want. Beautiful. Thank you so much for your time, Emily. That was really beautiful to hear your journey.
1: Thanks, Simon.